0: Yo, it's This is Dean. And we're at the kickback. It's uh, May. Man, I'm going to say the date. 28th. <laughs> Memorial yeah. Day. I wasn't even going to say the date, but whatever. It's Memorial Day. Uh, shout out to all the service members, past and present. Yeah. Uh, Big shout outs. Correct. Yeah. Hope everybody got their free food, doing their cookouts, barbecues, whatnot. Unbothered, uh, hopefully. Yes, watching Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals actually right now. Mm-hmm. Who well, you got? You you got a team preference?
1: Uh, I want I want the Rockets to win. So yeah,
0: I want the Rockets to win also. Uh, cp 3s not playing unfortunately. Uh, I, that's who I really want to win a ring. But yeah, um, you know hopefully they can make it out. So we'll see though. Um, but yeah, i are actually trying for the first time this. Uh, over-the-air recording the internet see so see how that goes mm, right <laughs> i'm kind of excited uh because this would mean more podcasts on the regular yep big facts yeah so uh but yeah first first off i'm in vale colorado right now i know nobody knows where that is don't ever come here <laughs> shit. uh i haven't done shit all week so the for the week that I've been here, but uh, mm-hmm. be back in D.C. tomorrow. Uh, you got the T.E. concert coming up.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that. Unfortunately, Says it won't be there. Well, I guess and that's up to public opinion or whatever you want to call it. But uh, she's good live. Yeah. I, uh, people appreciate her so i like her music so i would just appreciate being able to see the performance because i've seen a lot of videos from the concert and i, I just kind of like how i get really into how the stage is set up and everything too so because there's a big process that goes behind that so it's gonna be missed
0: yeah but hopefully uh you know you get to see pulitzer, pulitzer what's the, what's he pulitzer called
1: pulitzer kenny now yeah
0: yeah that's a that's a flex i mean i would have to do it too
1: so. yeah kung fu kenny doesn't do okay. justice no more yeah uh school Schoolboy
0: would be cool too yeah j-rock has some uh, stuff
1: out too that i hope that he performs so that'd be pretty dope honestly like the TDE roster is probably the most stacked roster out of any music group in my opinion so there's not really any duds on that squad so to have everybody in a concert and then the the price of the tickets are actually not bad like it's you would be sleeping to not go to something like this if you're a fan of it
0: man what the f- i'm sorry like I'm, I'm watching the game the game is <laughs> muted right now and no i was listening to you no you good like you're good i can always edit this james a big just deal. just let the james harden just let the fucking ball roll out and let him get a steal oh my god yeah he tied <laughs> jesus <laughs> all right All right, whatever. Um, Yeah.
1: So there's a ton of music that dropped this week, of course. Well, depending on uh, what you're listening to, but. All right. Let's get this out of the way real quick.
0: ASAP Rocky.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. I didn't.
0: I didn't. All right. So my introduction to Rocky was like 2011 or 2010 or something like that. Uh, both our good our, our friend Denzel he gave me like this uh, CD I'll never forget it I, I wish I still had it had like swag written all over it right mm-hmm.
1: shout out to Denzel
0: Purp- yeah Purple Swag was one of the songs on there I thought that was it was I mean it, the the sounds of it were familiar but it was something like totally new and I think it spawned like a whole bunch of new acts that have been influenced from Rocky mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah but that being said that song and then you know Peso and then that first mixtape he dropped was like that That was like a classic run and then after that I don't I mean for the general consensus to me or me at least the people that I talk to is that he's falling off really really hard mm-hmm. uh, but I only listened to, I'll admit, I only listened to three tracks on this new one. Uh, didn't really catch my interest like that. The first the first song, Distorted Records, I think, that had a really, really good beat, but I feel like it should have been done more justice. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a pretty short uh, song, too. It's only two minutes and 20 yeah. seconds.
0: And then um, Skepta. Uh, the Skepta joint, I went to that, and I was like, call, right, I love Lord, Skepta, like, I
1: think, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, and then that one was all right, and then the uh, ASAP Forever, I guess, is, like, a remix with Moby, T.I., and Cuddy, which is, like, really random, mm-hmm. I would think if you would put, if it was, like, ASAP Forever, that should be, like, a Dipset song, like, where you have everybody from Dipset on it, but, or just have everybody from ASAP on it, you know, mm-hmm. but, that didn't happen, and that was just a weird track too, yeah. so. Yeah,
1: and just for um, the record, Moby Moby was on there on the original, that's the second part of the song, where the song completely changes, and then, um, for the remix, they had like T.I. doing like some narration in like a Travis style, and then, uh, like, like they did on the Travis album, and then they had Cuddy added to the song, which I feel like Cuddy added a bit to it, uh, just, just by having him on the beat most like even when he wasn't rapping he was like humming in the background doing his cutty thing so um i like that track actually i just could really do without ti just randomly narrating the song um and that comes back to i know they still haven't really
0: worked together but uh i know they always get mad when they i know travis got mad when asap Oh, he was like somebody said he looks like
1: ASAP. Oh yeah,
0: or oh, they sound like yeah, and that just adds to the
1: fire, yeah.
0: fuel to the fires. So.
1: I, I feel like somebody was obviously trolling him because one, they don't look alike, and their music doesn't sound anything alike. But I think because he just takes some of the <laughs> stuff he does so personally, which I don't blame him, that he felt slighted by it. So that's that's. You know, that's Travis. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of have a different take on that album. I guess maybe because my perspective of rock is just different, right? So after he had his golden era when he initially came out, I felt like he's just been trying to do really, really experimental Art, type of... Yeah, stuff? Yeah, so he's not trying to make the like music that's going to be... Um, particularly popular like he's just I think he's just having fun and just doing whatever the hell he wants on these albums now does that always come out to a good product I mean that's up for you to interpret but I think that people because out of the blog era Rocky came on the tail end of that and then a lot of the people that are still around in that era are regarded really highly so at that same coin Rocky is too where I feel like people are probably putting Rocky on a pedestal a little too high um because he's just he's just doing him and that's true yeah i can respect yeah so but i did i did actually like a couple of tracks on here um like you said distorted records the first track asap forever the remix um i also really liked the guns and butter song that's the song with juicy J with the project pat sample um i think that's probably that between that and the skeptic song i think those are the best moments in the album uh the purity song is pretty decent too Uh, That's the one with... That's the the one I see everybody hyping up. Yeah, that's the one with Frank on it. So I think people just went to that, and because it wasn't in perspective to the rest of the album, it's like the one that's more palatable. I think that's one that everybody's going to gravitate to. But um, one of the biggest, biggest drops on this album... Lord Jesus, call drops. They had the, Rocky had the audacity to put Kodak Black as a feature, but he's just a phone call at the end where it's like the audio is like complete shit because it's a phone call from jail. Um, Wow. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that song, sorry. But I think I'm gonna be saving you a lot of time because there's not really a whole bunch that goes on on that song. It's like a 40-minute call with Kodak, and then he hums something that he was working on from jail, and then he just put that on the album. So, um, but yeah, honestly, I think I'll be coming back to this album every now and then because what I realized with Rocky is maybe like a year or two later, I listen to the album and it's it just it sticks a little better because. To me, you can't really listen to his albums all the way through. He's type of, like the type of artist you can just maybe grab some tracks from and put it on a place and then you just kind of shuffle the album. But I'll say that I'll say that second album. Uh, I
0: always get the names mixed up because they're all the albums have been like the same. It's like live, love, ASAP, long, live, ASAP, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Are you talking
1: about the one where it has him and Yams face together, or is it the yeah, one with him and the I'll fly? say that. No, it's the game. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like that one a lot too. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: that one grew on me because that one came out in twenty fifteen and I think mm-hmm. twenty sixteen, going into twenty seventeen that one that one stuck a little bit more too. So yeah. I, I can agree with that. At long last um, ASAP
1: is the one that yeah. are thinking of. but I didn't um, know this about Rocky and then we'll get off of this because we have some other stuff to talk yeah. about but uh, I can see why he's apathetic about putting out projects because every time he puts out a project somebody close to him dies so I, I think that's why you don't see as much as many finished projects from him and I, I get that too because I would get skeptic because like when uh, since I think after the one with purple swag. So, at long last ASAP, uh, long live ASAP, all like, and even in the cozy tapes, like somebody's died that was close to him. And it was whether it'd be like, I think it was mom, his sister, brother, dad. Like, it's just, it's just kind of O D. It's kind of like a, I don't know. So, just a little random footnote.
0: Yeah, you got, I guess you, I'll be wary of that too. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yeah. Um, on
1: to the, uh, oh, go ahead.
0: Yes. yes. My onto it's safe to say for this like this is like my favorite project of the year so far.
1: Really, that's, uh, that's pretty impressive.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I think it going. This push it. Uh, we're talking about Daytona Pusha T. Um, another one I probably say is like uh, that Leon Bridges album, or maybe the Nipsey Hussle one too, but. Yeah, this Pusha T, Daytona, this shit's fire. Like, everybody, uh, or not everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, definitely not everybody. A lot of people on the internet, was like, oh, he's rapping about drugs, drug raps,
1: or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's rapping, I mean. He's done that forever, though. I feel though. like. Like, he's, like, the he, best at it, so.
0: He's the best at it. It doesn't sound the same. It's not lin. It's not linear like you have to really listen to like what he's saying because it's most of all of the stuff he writes is pretty clever
1: so mm-hmm.
0: i can't I'm always down for, like, Pusha T. If, if I see Pusha T as a verse on somebody's song, like, I'm listening.
1: Yeah. But... I think he does a really yeah. good job at mending... He's he's kind of, like, the crossroads between, like, traditional rap and current rap. And I feel like usually they don't sit at the same table. But I feel like if you put Pusha T into the mix, then it's, like, the perfect blend of that. Those two... They're almost, like, separate genres. But...
0: So I don't, I don't know if you saw the... Uh, any of the interviews that he's done, like as for press, uh, he did a Breakfast Club, he did uh, the Ebro in the morning. Mm. Um, basically, he's saying, like, this is, like, I, I wanna, I'm paraphrasing it, but it's like adult, contemporary adult, like trap music.
1: Right, exactly. I would agree. So,
0: I guess that's the best way to describe it. Uh, my standouts from this album definitely infrared. Uh, Santeria. I mean, I like all seven tracks, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sample, like, yay! This produ- the production, like, somebody already rivaled it to, you know that uh, that LeBron and Wade alley-oop picture. <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, this album is fucking f- crazy to me, bro. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, those are the stu- two two standout tracks the one with Ross is really good I thought Ye's verse was uh pretty good too like uh, the last couple years ever since like 2015 I think like Ye would do like these guest verses where it's like has really has some potential but then like he either he just says some really dumb shit or Mm -hmm. he like he just doesn't finish off strong like I thought that with Watch too I thought his verse was good till the end like he just got lazy like don't trust a bartender that don't drink like, I don't know. The fuck? like uh
1: yeah I could have um, honestly did did without the Kanye verse on that I mean I get it and, I thought, oh, go ahead. I mean I thought he was I thought it was a
0: good verse because he was reflecting on what was like
1: going on like I mean the shit that was going on at the time yeah like with him wearing the MAGA hat and he's saying that he can drive through any he neighborhood like a drive-thru or something like that I'm completely yeah. botched that line yeah. but something like that in yes. it, but. But yeah I thought that I thought this yay verse was
0: pretty was decent I mean Better than a lot of the stuff he's been putting out these last couple of years. I,
1: I can agree. Um, so my take on Daytona to try to jump in there a little bit is a bit different. So I like it a lot. I think personally, as far as solo projects like not, it's just like Pusha. I think uh, my name is my name is still my favorite Pusha album. Uh, Daytona is pretty close. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Especially with infrared and the games we play, the games we play is a ridiculous yeah, track. Crazy. Too. I played yeah. that track maybe like forty times the first day that it that I listened to the album. Um, infrared was ridiculous. I think I can't remember how many plays that has. I have to look at my Spotify. But um, he, of course, Pusha just does a really good job of adding. He's he's layering his bars so that's listen like you can re-listen to it and still maybe catch something you didn't get on the first listen. The production is solid, of course. Um, so it's just it's just a really good project. There's not really a lot to say about it. It's just it's like a the essential for 2018.
0: Yes. So then we have to jump into the. I think we gotta dive in a little bit more into this infrared thing because that spawned another song mm-hmm. that everybody was talking right. about. Uh, yeah so Drake caught wind of it and put out his diss what do you think about the W freestyle or whatever however you say that
1: Um. so being honest because me just knowing kind of what was going on between them to the two a lot of the stuff that Drake said wasn't like new news like the the bar that everybody was really hung up on is um, he said like the one is talking about Kanye was reaching out to Drake to help him on Father Stretch My Hands. Um, I mean, Kanye had tweeted that when he was making the album, so it's not like that was something that people didn't know. I think maybe people weren't paying attention to it. And I don't know. I I always like that Drake is just really ready to beef with anybody especially like now where it seems like people would rather just argue over Twitter like he's really quick to take it to tracks Um, I think this is the one that I'm the most let down on because like the stuff that he did with Meek versus Meek I feel like that was like probably the best stuff that Drake did as far as when it comes to rap beef but that's just me
0: so I'm gonna start out by saying that I don't think rap beef. It's never going to be the same as it was like, you know, 90s, early 2000s. Mm. Uh, as for his his response, at first I was like, okay, like Drake's coming with like it, he's coming with like energy. Like I like how he started the song. Uh, it's just, I don't know, Drake has a really good tendency of making stuff relatable. Like mm. he was just like, oh man, like this again, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, that was cool. I like the delivery. Um, a lot of the stuff that he was saying, again, wasn't new, or wasn't factual.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Right. And then the more the more the direct stuff that hit harder was actually towards Kanye.
1: That's why I was kind of confused about too. I feel like he was more so harping on the fact that. He follows behind Kanye, and that was more of what the direction of that track was going versus him actually being able to go bar for bar with Pusha T. I feel like push Pusha, which he's not going to be able right? to. So, and that's what I was saying. Like, uh, I feel like. Drake kind of met his match but at the same time Drake's internet presence is so large he could he could literally put out that same track that Kanye did where it was like whoopty poopty scoop and then people would just lose their shit so um, as a rap fan like I feel like Pusha's still fine and he's still gonna be it's it's not really gonna affect him like that if anything it probably does draw more attention to him kind of like Drake said but the, it, oh go ahead yeah I, I
0: was gonna say like I felt like Pusha, even he said in his interviews, like he doesn't need to rap. Like he just does it because he, you know, wants to. So, mm. like, he said what he, said, said, said what he has to say and he he's probably not going to respond unless he, I mean, I know it took a couple years. I know two birds, one stone was back like a couple years ago. Mm. But I mean, this beef, this beef or conflict or whatever actually stemmed from this is like a 10 year old, like, uh, over 10 years old conflict between Clips pretty much and Birdman and Lil Wayne so mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: um I just but as far as the Drake thing goes I don't think Push is gonna respond I know Drake has the internet by his fingertips and that's the, that was the thing with the Meek thing too like I mean charged up and back to back they are cool I don't think either one, either of the other sides had good diss tracks towards one another. It was just that Drake, he had that, uh, he did the picture with the, when the Toronto beat the Phillies in 93. Mm -hmm. Like, he had, it was just the social media antics and then the stands that really declared him a W. Yeah. Like, but Meek gave him a lasting... I would say, I mean, not a L, but I don't know how to describe it. But he gave him something that's gonna last, cause now everybody questions, like the ghost, like the Ghostwriter thing on Drake. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, he. I don't even think know anybody really. Nobody really. I guess the the common thread is yes, Drake won, but I don't think he really. He didn't dead anybody. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, fifty cent Ja rule or any something like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like where his, somebody's career is gonna end. And those like are, this those are those are things end. that
1: you don't see anymore. Like to me, that's when a beef was like really decided. Is when somebody's career is actually altered. And I think that Drake does have a different way of going about it because I feel like he has like a whole attack plan for when he goes into beef with people. So it's not it's not just the lyrics because. I feel like not everybody cares or gives a shit or will actually listen to the song. But he does a really good job of like memeing up the beef. And I think that's what makes um, it makes his presence so strong on the internet. So no matter if he actually is better than the other person, he'll still have the crowd on his side where I don't know. Like with this, with, with Pusha T though, I do see a pretty decent amount of response actually defending Pusha saying that he won which is interesting because I didn't see any of that with with Meek at all Um.
0: yeah he clearly had I mean Infrared was clearly uh, a better track and the stuff that he was saying was I mean he's kind of said before but I don't know the way he was saying it the J and the Jay-Z paraphrasing like I thought that was awesome so I don't know Mm. Uh, that that the infrared tracks like crazy. I'm like, like I said on, I think I said on Twitter, like I'm playing that shit like at least five times a day. I think I think so. that song
1: is probably one of the best songs to come out this year, big for sure. Yeah. So, but
0: uh, I want But I was asked real quick mm. uh,
1: before we jump.
0: What do you think about just like? So, I think about Drake as he's an entertainer first. Like pops like. Pop star, sensation, superstar, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, I think he, I mean, I know he's written for other people. I think he has, like, writing ability. But, like, what Push was alluding to is, like, you can't say, you can't put yourself in the class of, like, elite rappers that, like, really, like, are really, f- I'm not saying, like, Drake's not for, like, the culture or whatever but you know like for like rap like culture like Kendrick like you know Kendrick most of it like all of his lyrics mm. are from him you know mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying Hmm. so you're saying that like he basically can't uh, align himself with the upper echelon because he does pop music more so than rap is kind of your question right
0: yeah I mean what do you well, yeah like what do you think like Kenny or like- is he right to say like he's
1: like the best? Like you, can you say you're the best at something? Or you I don't know, think you can. If you, yeah, that's like that's like me saying, that's like me saying, oh, I don't, I I consider myself the best basketball player, right? But, um, I don't have the stats or the numbers, or I'm not playing in the same league, right? So, um, I think that's kind of the thing that Drake is in. Drake is really good at being calculated and putting together products whether it's a beef whether it's a song or a project or what have you or or a collab with Jordan but I think that when it comes to being the most sophisticated rapper or the most interesting rapper specifically I don't think he's in that category at all because that's not where his goal is that's actually not even where the money is at so I don't know why he's so concerned about that what he's doing is more lucrative for him and I think that's what his end goal is but I wholeheartedly agree that I don't think that he should be in any well I can't say he can't be in any top 5 because times are different now and I understand that but I feel like he doesn't he's not like a rapper's rapper or he's not trying to think of a way to kind of wrap that up but yeah it's really weird because I mean
0: the core the core of like, I mean, yeah, he is rapping, but it's not, you know. I, I, I guess pe- like people have a, compared him to like pretty much like the modern day Jay Z. I think that might be that but, might be a stretch. I think that might be a stretch. But it's, I can see it. I can see it because I can see it in a way because Jay Z even though like you know like his stuff's written by him Mm -hmm. but he he had a really good tendency of having songs that sounded pop but like he was really he had substance in his song like in his music
1: right and I can agree on that note for Jay-Z but I feel like um, Drake's goal isn't particularly rapping right it's creating an interesting song. And I think Drake does have like some of the more interesting songs as far as what's going on because Drake is just a fan of music. So he's really good at curating and breaking down things that make songs good and then leveling it up and taking it as his own Uh, case in point with uh, on that playlist that he put out. There's one song whenever Tentacion was really popular, he kind of absorbed some of the bare fundamentals of what made Tatasian really popular and then he draked it and then like that was like one of the most popular songs on that project and I think he does that with a lot of things that people aren't aware of I think all the good talents that are really really popular are pretty much just out here kind of jacking styles and stuff so I that kind of goes back to my thing It's like he just he's more of a like a curator or an entertainer more so than a rapper it's true mm-hmm.
0: and i don't i don't fall i, don't,
1: I mean i can't fall before yeah it, so. and I'm, I'm not they're just uh, different
0: so yeah but his uh, even this is the last thing i want to say i don't think he has a classic album In yeah, like rap sense, yeah
1: yeah this is But the- his
0: greatest hits album is going to be
1: crazy. yeah and now now that you point that out, I never even thought about that as far as, like, a rap album. I think Take Care is his best album, but that's not a rap album at all. So, yeah, Ooh. that's a good—well, I mean, okay, so here's, here's another wrench in this, right? Would you consider Comeback Season a potential nominee for maybe, like, a classic project? Because we can't even really say album. If if you even listen to that, it's okay if you didn't as well. Not
0: even. I'm trying to remember. I'm, hold on. I'm trying to remember what songs were on Comeback Season. Mm -hmm. Hold on.
1: No, you're good because for the most part that's where he was doing most of his rapping at and then when he started working with Young Money like exclusively that's I feel like because he was under Wayne's tutelage Wayne had understood where the pop space was going and then Drake kind of absorbed that and then created his own lane with it Mm.
0: I honestly don't remember this project that much Mm -hmm. like that so I can't really speak on it Mm -hmm. but what do you what do you think I was gonna say I mean I thought like I know at the time So Far Gone was crazy to me so Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know is that better
1: than So Far Gone to I guess it's, it depends on who you're ta- who you're asking. I personally like Comeback Season better than So Far Gone. So Far Gone is when he started to kind of experiment in the pop space. So those op- those projects are kind of in, in different lanes. Um, also, okay. maybe, I don't know, this is kind of like a... Because I think we can probably talk about this for a while, too. Because um, if you're reading this, It's Too Late might also... I have to relook at that track list. That also might be a nominee, too. But...
0: No. I don't I don't know. I, I I still don't see like Drake has some really good albums and they're really good for I think Drake makes some really good music for like that year or time that you're going to remember certain stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever trend was happening. I think that's a part of what makes Drake really good. I think if you're reading this it's too late. Just the way that album came out, and that's when that was like the really that was like the first big peak. I mean, I know Drake just keeps his level just keeps rising, but that was like when Drake was like, 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 peak, like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, that's how that's what I feel like.
1: So, right. I think he did a, a that, good job on like. Kind of re-getting the people that are really like hip hop fans because I feel like he was putting out a bunch of music for a while that was like geared towards like R and B and pop stuff, but then he was like, I can rap too, and I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like I think I think Drake can rap, and he's good at it for sure, but that's not his focus. Like if you were to ask me to rate Drake as a rapper as an entertainer, they're going to get two different uh, assessments. Yeah, yeah, for sure, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just think. I mean, I think he had some really good albums. Nothing was the same. Was really good. Uh, I still haven't listened to that. album Reading either. this too. <laughs> that, nothing was as damn. Yeah. gotta listen to that. But yeah, I want. I want to get off Drake because that's just. Yeah. You could. We could probably talk about this more. Mm-hmm. But uh, at another time. But um. Yeah. Next one, Spotify. Uh, we're talking about how Spotify was pulling. Certain artists not their music, the whole music catalog isn't coming off, but just off of promote or a feature playlist that could get potentially or probably is earning them more money. So mm. that's um, but the I guess the big big pushback from that was some of these people weren't actually guilty of these things or I mean they were accused but not guilty. And then also a lot of the artists that Spotify was aiming for were in a certain genre or a certain race, so that's the that was the issue with that. Um, what does it say? What do you how do you take that as or what do you, do you think Spotify is doing the right thing or the streaming service is doing the right thing with this? Because I know Apple is doing this, is or talked about doing this too. Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like with stuff like this, and I understand why they're doing it, I think that being a person in the entertainment space or the rap, hip-hop space, um, you do want to have not only people who... Basically, you just don't want to have people out here doing all types of wild and sensitive shit and then just still... Being walked away untouched. Like, if, especially because Spotify is such a big big platform, um, having their stuff not featured can be the difference between having an artist have 2 million plus plays or views versus a couple hundred thousand. Like, being playlisted on on Spotify is a big deal. But as far as what the actual action that was taken, I'm not sure if I agree with everything. Like, I understand if they were proven guilty right but there was a lot of people who were on that list that weren't um that were still under investigation or the stuff that was still going on or they haven't actually been a- accused now particularly like art the r kelly thing i get that like he's kind of a shit he makes good music i guess but at the same time i if i was running spotify probably wouldn't playlist him but like somebody like tentacion right where a lot of the stuff was naysay and i think the girl even admitted to lying the story changes so much i don't even know but for somebody to be able to do that and then it impact it actually impacts his career and the people that he feeds i feel like that's something that needs to be taken very seriously before they decide to unplaylist somebody
0: i can agree with that i would say if you're like a lot of these artists they were just naming a lot of hip hop artists too so mm. uh,
1: which was something that was interesting gonna, yeah yeah.
0: if you're gonna do it if you're gonna do this to an artist cause you gotta accuse, like they got accused of something you gotta do it to everybody right and then but that you know that might mean them losing money that's probably a reason why they didn't do it to a lot of the other artists like you know Michael Jackson mm. uh or a lot of the there was a lot of rock uh, bands on there too that are really really popular or legendary like in their respective genres so but you just gotta you gotta be fair or lay the uh, law of the land down like through their whole um, platform so I would just keep it to where I don't know yeah with the R. Kelly thing that's it kind of, the R. Kelly thing kind of, I don't even play, I don't play his music anymore. Yeah, I think I kind of missed it's that, really, yeah. that
1: wave. I think we're a little too young for that, but nonetheless. No, uh,
0: no, but I mean, uh, I'm, he came out with Chocolate Factory, like, in like, 04, though. But were you listening? And there's a lot of things so- to
1: that in 04, like, were you, were you playing that? Like, like I had to, uh, my parents
0: were listening <laughs> to that shit. I mean, like, right. the,
1: the, the music was catchy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, if and even if I still hear. Here, but I'm just saying, yeah. like that was almost like a generation before us. So, I mean, yeah, people our age do listen to it, so I wasn't trying to make it seem like that's, like, washed, because R. Kelly's not. There's people that play him a lot, and actually his hits on his plays on Spotify went up because I don't even think people realize he was on Spotify. So, no, no, that was kind of interesting, too.
0: It's it's wild how that one boon, like Boondocks episode is just so... Accurate yeah. with the R. Yeah. Kelly. Like, it's just... Even... I think, uh... Like, Af- like black people, African-Americans... Are standing behind him, because... It's kind of like the... It's kind of like the O.J. thing, where he didn't get... Uh... People were just happy, like, he didn't get... uh convicted guilty of, but there's, like, clear evidence. Like, this guy was... Is doing, like, some...
1: Some really like, Heinous. yeah, Heinous, like, a, and then like, like making a mockery out of it because shit. of that he got off of it. Which I don't know. That that's kind of up for unique, like whoever's discretion. But um, yeah, I, I just feel like. And the thing is, like, with the music industry in general, because this is going to change a lot. And, of course, like, like we were talking about before, Spotify's playlisting is a big deal. Uh, but because there's so much crap that goes on in the music industry with any artist, right, then it's like, who, where where do we stop with this? Like, what, what would be okay? What is not okay? And I, I don't know. I feel like that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Also, I don't know if you saw... Kendrick was talking about taking all of his music off of Spotify because of this, uh, because he felt like it was unfair, and I guess this is his way of not being supportive of Spotify, and of course Kendrick is probably is very easily like a top five streamed artist, especially within that genre, so having Kendrick pull his music from Spotify would be a huge hit to Spotify.
0: And I think that's actually why um... Spotify is actually planning to put XXX music back on their playlist. Mm -hmm. Uh, The um, there's an article that's out that came out on the twenty sixth. But yeah, I know Kendrick said that a couple days ago. So, you know, see how that plays out. But definitely, it's just like it all just boils down to. I feel like like it's just it all boils down to money and like greed because if they could have got away if Ken- who knows i don't know what the real reason of them putting xxx back on if i never say it but you know if kendrick says this like something about his music coming off potentially harming their business then you gotta think that's a direct impact mm. that they're not trying to incur so
1: and, um, yeah, as I'm and- saying, you gotta think. Sometimes with a lot of these artists, they have bigger stakes in these social media streaming services than what one would think. And then, especially if Kendrick were to pull out, like who's to say that uh, all of TDE wouldn't pull out? And then people who are close to them, like what if they start pulling out? Then Spotify becomes like a lot less prevalent of a service because that's that's why we lock like, like Spotify so much is that it has everything, even like some of the deep cuts when it comes to like rap and stuff so um yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that I just want to make sure that it's it's fairly done if they're gonna do that cause it's like a really big deal so, so.
0: yeah and there's uh, one more thing mm-hmm. the uh it's almost it's well I can't even say it's like some I can't say it's, I was gonna say it's like censorship but they do have a reason a reasoning behind it mm-hmm I think it's good but they have to do they have to make it wide like across the board though
1: right so and I think so it's different if they're acting they're acting heinously or they have they're they're acting maliciously that's different from free speech right like free to me as long as they don't get to the point where they're like oh well and even though I don't agree with this we are like oh well Kanye's over here uh, and he's a Trump supporter so we're not gonna playlist him I'm gonna be like well you can't he, that that's free speech and that I feel like he should be able to say whatever he wants do I agree with it? No. But I mean, I don't think that should keep him from being playlisted. Now, if somebody is an actual shit and causing harm to people, I feel like that goes beyond free speech. And I feel like that's kind of up to their discretion on their platform. But I don't know. Like I said, I just want to make sure that the rules are very well thought about and they take into account that. This could potentially affect the livelihood of a lot of people, not just the artists. Oh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: I was going to talk about the. I know we're just completely switching topics, Mm -hmm. but. Yep. It's all good. That UNC off off white. Yeah. Not coming out, or I came out empty handed. I know you came out empty handed. Yeah. But if you would have been on sneakers at the time, there was a really good chance you would have gotten Just like if back in 2014, if you happened to have the uh, mobile notifications on for Twitter, uh, you could have got the Red Octobers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think with the surprise drops, it sucks you don't get them, but I feel like it might alleviate... People, it, it definitely alleviates resellers. Like people that actually want them are probably gonna get, get them if you. I mean, if you get lucky, that's just mm. how the internet's good. How this sneaker thing works. So right. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with it. Um, mm. And I think they're really nice shoes too. And the resale's not bad on. I mean, not terrible. For this is in perspective for, for what. It, for, yeah. 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 So
1: for what is it's still expensive for a regular shoe. However, in the scope of like what. Has what the resale has been for some of the other stuff. It's not that bad. Um, now, as far as with this, I I don't know. I would have been okay if they would have said, hey, that's going to be some time within X amount of days or they would have kind of scoped it. I understand why they're doing it. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how this works. I'm not particularly sure how I feel about this yet uh, because let's say... <sighs> I don't know. Like, let's say, let's say if they do... Well, okay. Well, I, I understand why they're doing it, and they're trying to deter people from, like, just botting through sneakers and then just buying the sneakers, keeping them from people who actually want them. But people who actually want them have no idea they're out, so they don't get them anyway. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they did, like, a notification or anything. I have the notifications on for sneakers, and I didn't get it. So... I don't know what the algorithm was behind this, but I feel like everybody should have a fair shot of them just randomly releasing it. I I don't feel like it's particularly fair because let's say normally back in the day, like a Jordan would come out on a certain day. Everybody would just go to the mall and they knew when it came out and it's just first come, first serve. So, I don't know. Times are different though. I think, Yeah, I think
0: Nike, I mean... I think Nike's trying to do the best they can with uh, trying to find new ways to make stuff fair mm-hmm. for people to get stuff, or uh, trying to innovate releases. Uh, I just don't know. There's no like real answer that's gonna that's gonna be beneficial to you know the people that actually want you. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. It's gonna be really hard. Especially like Once they come out Once they come out With a way Then people are gonna Find a way to Infiltrate that shit So it's just It's just a a Never ending cycle I think the sneaker pass Thing is cool But I feel I wish they would Do it more Like in cities Like in other cities They only do that shit In like NYC Chicago LA Right And that's If you don't live In those cities Like
1: you just um, kind like, like, of, like, kind of screwed on that, yeah. And I think that, because yeah. Nike has a lot of flagship stores and many other places, I feel like if they spread the love around a little bit, that would be, I would be okay with that. But because for, for us, like, say for us, we're located in D.C., for us to not have an opportunity to go to Georgetown and even pick these up, this is I feel like it's, like, a like a huge it's on a it's kind of a ball drop to me but like i said i understand nike's trying to try new things to keep people on their toes so that way they they do quote unquote have a fair shot because a lot of the times what happens and especially with any limited release or any hyped up release you have people who have bots that will purchase stuff at speeds that people like a normal person couldn't and that Keeps people out because they have to buy a resale, which is usually, a hundred, two hundred plus dollars over what it normally would have cost. So, exactly. Mm. Um, did you see uh,
0: Yachty's complex? They got like a complex closet thing, though. I saw
1: the I saw the video in my feed, but I didn't watch that. But yeah, feel free to fill me in on that.
0: I think well, he's doing a second part, but Yachty had some had some. Stuff. He uh, Surprised me He had uh, OG Breads And Royals mm. 94 The 94 uh, Brads 2 uh, I've always wanted I, I've never been like a huge Air Force guy But the Playstation Air Forces yeah. He had a pair of those, those are just
1: crazy I think those are on my um, top 5 <laughs> list of forces For sure
0: Yeah, he had a lot of stuff. I would have liked to see, uh, I actually like that a little more than the sneaker shopping.
1: Yeah, because I feel like those are, it's kind of whatever. I think, I understand, like, it's more of an interview style show, but I, because it's all more recent stuff. Like, sometimes when you go into people's closets and they have sneakers they bought, maybe five, 10 years ago that people maybe aren't wearing now. And I feel like it kind of gives you a nice perspective on the interviewer. If you let them go through their stuff versus whatever's on the wall or whatever's kind of hyped at the moment. So yeah, definitely check that out. I always like stuff like that. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, mm-hmm.
0: All right. So last part we decided on doing is a uh,
1: hometown, we could probably call it that yeah well that could be like a little yeah. so double yeah, that yeah, so you got uh leading in about it, but yeah
0: hometown heroes uh so I mean we both live in d c but we both met in jack's a lot of our I mean close friends we all, but like, uh, all met like all men Jack. so this is like just highlighting some people that we feel are doing great stuff. I'll mm-hmm. say, you know, so uh you want to lead off? Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh first off, we're going to talk about uh our homie Jordy. So it's mm-hmm. campaign Jordy on Twitter and Instagram. Um but yep. Jordy is a designer um out of jacks of course uh he has his own brand by the name of bonsor and then he has a few other projects that he's been dabbling in over the years but that's kind of like his main his main chicken i guess if you want to say um he does really really dope stuff the things i like about his brand particularly um is that it's kind of true to the area that he's in or the area that we're from, but it's also kind of combining a lot of things that um, make it palatable to anybody else, so you don't have to be from there to like it, you know? It's just really clean designs, and I can always appreciate that from somebody from a graphic design background. Um, and, I, uh, and I know,
0: uh, just real quick before no, we start, good. I want to say uh, it's a really good reflection. I think he puts a lot of, uh, like, his interest in what he finds interest, or that's the same thing. But yeah, it's it's a good reflection of himself Mm. that he puts in his brand. Yeah,
1: I would agree. Um, And I feel like a lot of times when it comes to, especially now, like that fashion or streetwear is getting so much faster that people are just trying to do whatever is popular now. And I feel like he's just kind of doing what he wants at his own pace, which makes the brand unique a unique reflection of him. And the people around him, so that's that's what I really like about uh, like Jordy's, you know, product and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, the link to his site, um, mm-hmm. yes. and the notes, and his Instagram, Twitter handle, so you can follow him and whatnot. Uh, yeah, next person mm-hmm. is our my favorite DJ, Fourth Quarter Kwan.
1: Yeah. Um, Ali, so, I'm, where, did Quan go to First Coast? Oh, shit. Actually, I don't remember, but I just, I just always remember, like, Quan being, like, in our circle. Like, sometimes, you know how sometimes it feels like you just known somebody for so long, like, you don't even remember, like, the initial moment that you guys met, but you guys just kind of already... We're already acquainted. It's kind of like, I don't know, like Quan. Quan was like always like the homie that he was just he was just there. So, um, but yeah, basically with Quan, he's just been doing really dope stuff with DJing. Um, I see him doing a lot of like pop ups and good stuff like that too. Um, he's always he's always digging up really good music. So nowadays everybody gets music so fast that it's kind of hard you'll miss a lot of stuff and that's why i always look at Quan to see like kind of what he's picking up because he's usually up on a lot of the stuff that's coming like way out before um before they start popping up so i do appreciate that Yeah, it's weird it's weird because i mean before
0: the question used to be where like everybody's like where you get your music from where you download it from and it would be but I guess people that actually like were in tune with what was going on you would either be on the websites or forums I don't know where Mm -hmm. Quan gets a lot of his stuff from Mm -hmm. first but like I know I used to have to be on uh, Nike Talk or like Two Dope Boys or something like that yeah Ill
1: Roots there was like certain blog outlets that were kind of like really popular for debuting A lot of music Yeah
0: But anyways Like uh Like D was saying He's Been Really active Uh Doing pop ups Going up to like New York Like a couple times To do To do shows Atlanta Mm -hmm. So He
1: even did uh Rolling Loud Not too long ago too The last Rolling Loud So Big ups to Go on on that Yeah
0: So That was That was big too Cause uh what was it Uh, his name's
1: Nate Day so Nate Day and fourth quarter Kwan first Jacksonville act on the Rolling Loud stage so that was a big moment
0: too yeah so but we'll we'll, uh, put his handles in there too Mm. for fourth quarter so I think that about wraps it up hopefully this the audio is superb or better hopefully we can do this more often Mm -hmm. um yeah. So, so yeah. that's... Kick back, man.
1: <laughs> this is episode six. It's getting better. I think,
0: I feel like it's getting better every week, too. Yeah. So,
1: so and I appreciate um, everybody that, you know, keeps listening or tuning in every week, or even if this is the first episode, you know, I just really appreciate it. Or just every time, like, I put out something or put out a link to the episode,
0: somebody, somebody I know is, like, retweeting it or liking it, you know. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we appreciate it. I know. We, uh, we're going to keep working at it so it gets better, bigger. Yeah. And hopefully, we got to talk about getting a guest on here
1: sometimes. Yeah, we're going to start having some guests on here soon. So we're looking forward into some Spice of that. Up. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, this is the kickback. This is D. Ace. And we out.